HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and this is Heritage Radio Network Station in Roberta's Pizza in a little shipping container um, in the backyard on this beautiful Monday in Bushwick. So I'm here today with Emily Ferris. She is a wonderful food writer, longtime food writer, blogger, hostess of awesome parties, and the author of Casserole Crazy, Fun Stuff for Your Oven. Hot stuff. Hot stuff for your oven. It's fun, too. It's fun and hot. But it's hot. And awesome. It should be hot. And she's a natural redhead, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. Oh, sorry. (laughs) She definitely um, has that fire in her I should have been born a redhead. We'll leave it at that. Whether I was or I wasn't. Well, Well, it's up to the imagination. I yeah you fooled me you got me but anyway um I'm just so glad that you're here because you moved from Brooklyn to Kansas City a couple years ago I did and Brooklyn has missed you sorely I have missed Brooklyn a lot though last night I was um in the Target in the Atlantic Terminal and I realized oh this is why I left Brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) on your one trip to Brooklyn you had to go to the Target I know I shouldn't have it was a really bad idea but no I miss Brooklyn a lot I especially all of the great restaurants and uh you know, I have a little apartment that I keep in Windsor Terrace now, um, kind of by Prospect Park. And there are, it was kind of a very residential neighborhood without a lot of food things going on. And now um, there are all these great restaurants and bars popping up. So it's really exciting. Every time I come back, there's something new. Gosh, cool. Yeah. And how is it back home? Did you just change the food world of uh, Kansas City? You know, it's sort of... When I started having the casserole party in Brooklyn and people made a big deal out of it, my dad would just chuckle because he said, How, why are people making such a big deal out of something that we do all the time? And um, I should say the casserole party is an annual now going on its sixth year tonight at the Brooklyn Kitchen uh, tradition that Emily has been hosting. It's a casserole cook-off, basically, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's bigger and better than ever this year, which we can talk about later, um, but you know, and I I didn't know exactly what kind of reception it would get in Kansas City, but it's been great. Uh, last year, I had the first annual casserole party, and it was in a very different way, just as popular as, as it is Brooklyn in Brooklyn. One, uh, one so thing that was very different is like a bunch of little old ladies would come in with their casseroles wrapped in towels, <laughs> which didn't happen in hipster <laughs> Greenpoint, Brooklyn. <laughs> 
they would come in like what uh whole foods bags or something yeah right whole Fo- okay yeah, well if they were even gonna take a whole foods bag but speaking yeah speaking of uh, whole foods that's one of our sponsors um our uh, other sponsor today is 360 cookware i forgot to plug one second emily um 360 cookware is a top of the line stainless steel cookware that's made in america with the greenest cookware manufacturing facility in the country um it can be used to make all your favorite recipes but it also gives the option to cook using vapor technology which creates a seal that surrounds food with intense heat Locking in vitamins, moisture, and flavor with that added oil, excess fat, or excess water. Um, visit 360cookware.com for more info. Maybe you can make a casserole with them. It does sound like a good way to make a casserole. Like a Maybe I should idea. talk to them about sponsoring next year and giving away one of their wonderful dishes as a prize. I think that's a good idea. If you hear me, 360cookware.com, get in touch through casserolecrazy.com. I think that would be a really great uh, collaboration. Yeah. Um, okay, so the differences in Brooklyn people's... What about the food itself? How is it different from the food that was at Kansas? Um, well, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. But people yeah. people mix Kansas that up a lot. I like, I like, yeah, Kansas City. People okay. mistake Kansas City for being in Kansas, as you would think. You know, yeah. Oklahoma City <laughs> is in Oklahoma. Uh, Kansas City is in Missouri and Kansas. So we're on the Missouri side. I just like to make that clear. Um, you know, in Brooklyn, last year, the winner had duck confit. Uh-huh. You don't really get duck confit in Kansas City at the okay. casserole party. You, you can get it at a restaurant, but it's not. Um, the people who who come to the casserole party in Kansas City, I would say, are much more earnest in their efforts. Um, and there's definitely that it, that that exists in Brooklyn. But yeah, it's, it's but a it's little more like stuff people would actually eat every day rather than something that they're going crazy. Exactly. About. My you okay. know my boyfriend's mom is making a casserole this year in Kansas City and. Um, she said, you know, I, I'm going to do this recipe that the kids love. They, I just, I, I made it for them all the time when they were kids and they loved well, it and I'm just going to make that. Yeah. I hope so. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a judge, so I'm partial. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's less of a, hmm, a less of a show, I guess, right. in Kansas City, whereas in, in Brooklyn, you know, and, and the food scene in Brooklyn is so different and it's, it's, they, they match each other well. The casserole party in Brooklyn matches the food party, the food scene in Brooklyn, whereas the, um, the casserole party in Kansas City matches the, I guess, the more mainstream food scene in Kansas mainstream. City. Though we have uh, one of our chefs from Kansas City is uh, still in the running toward becoming the next Iron Chef. So we are we are a food city, just not like Brooklyn. Cool. And yeah. what was the winning casserole from last year? Uh, it was called Cluck Cluck Toot Woo. This was in <laughs> Kansas City. Um, and Keeping it, it real. <laughs> yeah, it was cheesy and eggy and kind of enchilada e baked layered it was cheesy it was a casserole it was a casserole and as <laughs> you know crazy. from being at multiple casserole parties um whether <clears throat> this is true in kansas city and in brooklyn cheese tends to uh, to take a high place yeah in the i judges don't think taste. there were too You've many judged without before. cheese yeah right and and i encourage that i do encourage that people you know i'm not i don't judge and I'm not going to uh, tell people exactly what they need to do to win, but I do say, you know, in in the past, uh, it's it's often a, a very cheesy casserole that wins because when people think about casseroles, they think about cheese. Yeah, unless you're vegan. Yeah, but vegan cheese doesn't melt so well. I I don't think a whole lot of people shied away from that tradition no, too. No. And why should they? Yeah, cheese is casserole. Great. What else can you kind of bind a casserole with? Um, like, you bind it's such a good word because in the rules for the casserole party, I say um, you have to have two solid ingredients and a binding agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, you know, sauces. 
you could make a, a bechamel gravy. sauce, a oh. gravy. A gravy would be very heavy, but you could do it. Um, a red sauce. But then I would still use some sort of cheese. Everything's like heavy. <laughs> I know. You just have to eat it in moderation, which we well, do such a good a job Thanks a lot for of. making me a judge two years ago. <laughs> I had to eat like 40 casseroles. Yeah, sorry. No, that was really fun. <laughs> I, I biked home with a, like, I, I was about to throw up every, every step of the way. Yeah, I encourage people to walk home from, from this <laughs> event, and which you don't do in Kansas City because everyone drives <laughs> everywhere. But so I always like to go for a long walk. So who are the lucky judges for the Brooklyn, sixth annual Brooklyn Casserole party tonight? So tonight we have uh, Camille Ford, and she's the host of Food Wars on the Travel Channel. Oh, that's perfect. Um, And Corey Henderson, he is from URDB.org, stands for Universal Records Database. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah, they're on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon all the time. No way. Yeah, yeah, Dan and Corey. I knew famous people. Yeah. Um, and then Ann Cansfield, who is the pastor of the Greenpoint Reformed Church and does the soup kitchen there, which a lot of people in, in the Brooklyn food scene are familiar with. Actually, we went to a her. soup kitchen uh, supper club on Friday night, and it was amazing. Love it. Yeah, and, and we're going to be passing the Pyrex for the soup kitchen a I'm lot. so glad that they're involved. Uh, yeah. One thing that's different this year, um, the party has always been free. Uh, I, I want to keep a very potluck feel to it. You can only get in if you have a casserole, but it's free to get in. Uh, but, you know, given the, that I don't spend a lot of money on this, there was always a cash bar aspect. Mm-hmm. And this year, the Brooklyn Brewery is donating the beer. And so now that people will not have to pay for their own alcohol, I'm going to be guilting them into putting money in the Pyrex yeah. for the soup kitchen all night. So if you're coming, you better bring cash because you don't want to be that guy who's stuffing your face with well, free I mean, casserole. It's, it's going to the well, Greenpoint <laughs> Soup Kitchen. Why not? Yeah, what yeah. better cause in we'll Brooklyn? We'll give them the leftover casseroles, too. Yeah. <laughs> Though the food that they're serving up there is, it might even be better. I, it's amazing sure what it they're is. serving yeah. there. Yeah, they have their own garden and they're doing great. Th- I, you know, I've watched another. it grow and yeah. they're doing great things over there. That's so cool. I did it dinner guest dinner there a couple of years ago and uh, yeah they really are a hard-working team it's amazing what they do yeah, yeah. and you know soup kitchens a lot or food pantries it's a lot of uh, canned goods are thrown together uh, not not very good casseroles you know in, in many parts of the country and here it's you know they're they're growing their own organic vegetables and they have a chef there and it's 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 i'm super impressed with what they're doing Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see what the judges choose as the winner tonight. I cannot wait either. And I'm so excited. Is it too late for me to enter something? You know what? I had a couple of cancellations and I've contacted everyone on my wait list. Uh, so you could still enter something, Kathy. I just don't know what to do. Knowing you, though, you can come up with something amazing. <laughs> and having judged before, you have a pretty good idea of, of what works there and what doesn't. I think you should enter. I am holding a spot with your name on it. Okay. Okay. All right. I have to raise home. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So Emily, um, you are a very, I just love how in your writing, you just kind of really pepper it with a lot of sassy anecdotes in your blog. Um, I, you're just so much fun to talk to. So I'm so excited to ask you, what is the most sexy date meal? Ooh, well, there's a book or a recipe in my book that, um, I call seduction. I wrote the book on seduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and it's ca- it's it, the the f- the food itself isn't incredibly sexy when you think of how much cheese is in it and garlic and onions. What? <laughs> um, the reason I call it seduction is because um, every man that I've made this casserole for either wants to marry me or sleep with me. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> either it's that good. Either or both. It's a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, 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 
you know, it's got six different cheeses and sauteed onions and garlic and it's, it's, uh, cavatelli pasta. Oh, it's delicious. Okay. But it's, it's not the kind of meal that you necessarily want to eat and then have sex. (laughs) It's very heavy. Are we allowed to say that on this radio show? I hope so. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) As long as it's not a vampire you're seducing. (laughs) I think that, yeah. And, you know, I have, you know, I used to write an advice column and, um, talking about, uh, well, that was, I wrote for their blog and then in Kansas City, I was writing an advice column for a while and I actually quoted one of your recipes as one of the sexiest recipes. Really? Your basil panna cotta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole story behind that one. <laughs> you have to read the book for that story. Yeah. You have to read my book. Yeah. And then her book. Yeah. And then you'll be set. Yeah. Uh, these are all sexy Dinner and if dessert. You're, if you're not lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, there is a recipe in my book called Lactard's Surprise. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I don't even want to know. All right. Let's, let's cut really quick to your song you picked a song by your friends band I did this is uh, the band is called the Grizzly Hand and they're from Kansas City and I love them alright be right back pretty good Emily I like your friends band they're great they're great they're playing my boyfriend's 30th birthday party in January and I'm so excited awesome check out the the Grizzly Hands the Grizzly Hands if you're around Kansas City area Um, we're here with Emily Ferris who is also from that area she's the author of Castle Crazy cookbook and the hostess of the Castle Parties in um, Brooklyn and so the the sixth annual one is in Brooklyn tonight and then the second annual Kansas City uh, casserole party is going to be November 6th. November right? 6th, yes. Cool. So wherever you are, you can still make it. Yeah, and you can sign up at casserolecrazy.com. For a good cause. Yes. Um, uh, so this this obviously is an annual tradition. What else keeps you busy year-round? Talking um, about food and... You know, I, 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 I'm a food and lifestyle writer. Mm-hmm. So right now I am contributing regularly to a shelterpop.com, which is AOL's home decor blog. Um and I'm writing a neighborhood blog, trying to get that whole, it's kind of a, a phenomenon in, in New York, the neighborhood blogs. I'm trying to get that going in Kansas City. Um, and I'm ghostwriting a book. On seduction. On, sort of. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of it. It's, uh, it's about, in general, about finding your soulmate. Okay, well, I will have to, wow. I'll yeah. tell you more later, but if I said anything else, I'd have to kill you and everyone who's listening. Okay. So that's all I can say. I will try to ghost find this book. Good luck. <laughs> Once it comes out. Good that, luck. That'll be pretty hard. <laughs> How do you do that? Anyway, so um, what do you miss most about the Brooklyn food scene? I know you were talking a little bit about how it's different in terms of the casseroles that we have seen. Um, 
anything uh well clearly i'm not missing out on food that's that's very true in my life i have plenty of food but uh the food scene um you know i miss the people it's such a great community of people and um everyone's so supportive of each other and doing their own everyone has their own thing and it's all of it is cool all of it is great (laughs) all of it is fun and um i really miss that in kansas city there's you know there is a food scene um a lot of it is the chefs. Like I said, we have you know Chef Selena Tio, who is in the running to become the next Iron Chef, and there are some food-related activities going on. But I just—it's such a community here, and I really, really miss that. And everyone helps each other out, and you know, mm-hmm. like my relationship with the people at the Brooklyn Kitchen with Harry and Taylor, and they're so wonderful. And um, I, I just miss—it's—it's it's like a big. You know, people are friends, but it's, I don't know. It's like a big community of yeah. people helping each other and all right. eating delicious food. And not just helping each other, but helping out organizations like the Brooklyn Soup Kitchen, the yeah, Greenpoint like Soup Kitchen. Yeah, causes. Yeah, yeah. It's through just good. Food, through food. Through food. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you see folks um, engaging in, like, so your your cook-off is a charity thing in, in Kansas City, too. Just this year, but it started being charity just this year mm-hmm. in Brooklyn and Kansas City. So um, in Kansas City, I haven't found such a wonderful little soup kitchen that I'm in love with in Kansas City yet. But if there is one, please get in touch with me. Um, but I'm going to donate the proceeds from the Kansas City Casserole Party to Harvesters, mm-hmm. uh, which is, a you know, they, they pick up food and they deliver food and they do a... Um, I forget exactly what it's called, but like back snacks for kids, like sending kids to school with healthy snacks in their backpacks. And cool. Yeah, they do lots of really great stuff in the greater Kansas City area. So, uh, you know, and it, like this whole food community, it's great. And the tradition of, of making delicious food and overindulging mm-hmm. is great. But at the same time, we have to remember that yeah. there are lots of people who can't Hungry. do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're bringing these charitable food events i guess yeah to to kansas city that's so cool yeah um the other thing is like um in the past few years we have seen cook-offs in new york city go berserk um just in terms of numbers um last night was enid's i don't know fifth or sixth eighth 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 annual eighth eighth annual apple pie cook-off i judged that a few years ago and i don't think i've had a piece of apple pie since yeah sorry (laughs) i i I made the third place one that uh, yeah okay that was fun um And, you know, there's another cook-off around every corner. There's a bacon one by Matt Timms, who's a host here uh, last week. The, I mean, there's just I met the a, winner of the bacon. There's a, there's a chowder cook-off at Jimmy's this weekend. There is this, I mean, and you started this, like, kind of before this mm-hmm. whole, um, you know. Craze. It's craze a craze. took place. Yeah. Do you see any other food cook-offs in Kansas City or anywhere else, really? Um... I would hope that there would be more food cook-offs in Kansas City. If there are, I don't. You don't know. I don't them. really know about them. That's part of the problem in Kansas City. I think is that people aren't don't connect the same way they do mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, and that's a big difference. Maybe with, you have to drive everywhere. I know. <laughs> you don't just see somebody carrying a, a vintage <laughs> Pyrex on the L train in a Whole Foods bag, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so it's it's just it's a little bit different. I hope that there will be more in Kansas City. I really do, um, but. You know, Kansas City has really embraced this, and I hope that as maybe this will be an inspiration to other people. And um, you know, well, and that's I'm I I'm going to eat my words right now because Kansas City does have the biggest barbecue competition in the world every October, the American Royal Barbecue oh, Competition. That's a national thing, right? Yeah, people yeah. come from everywhere to compete in that. And um, 
about a month ago, uh, my boyfriend competed in another smaller scale barbecue competition and we camped out overnight and they got up at 5 a.m. to start smoking mm-hmm. ribs. So there are there are a lot of barbecue competitions. All right. But aside from that, um, not many that I know of, but I hope this will inspire other people to hold their own cool. competitions. Yeah. And I have to hand it to you. I don't think that, um, you know, with all the different soups, whatever, there was like cassoulet competition. You really hung your hat on the casserole cook-off. I don't know of any others. And you kind of made that your it's mine. calling card. It's <laughs> yours. <laughs> Nobody better. Yeah. But I do get emails from people in other cities saying, oh, I threw my own casserole party inspired by yours. Um, so that's great. And I hope that people will continue to do that in other cities. And I am hoping to expand next year to Atlanta and Austin and sort of take the casserole party on the road. I think it's a good vehicle for yeah. just uh, for a cook-off because you can put anything in it. And as you demonstrate in your book of like, I don't know, 50 or so recipes, 50? 125. Oh. <laughs> there can be a lot of casseroles yeah, you can make. Yeah. It's really just a And that's a just the tip of the iceberg in my book. You know, it's anything, it's, it's a, a casserole is anything you make of it. And I say for the party, it's uh, two or more solid ingredients, like a pasta or a meat or vegetable, whatever, uh, and a binding agent. And then it has to be uh, baked. So within those parameters, you have so you much room. can't steam it. And that would be kind of gross and soggy. And you, you can't, you can't, it won't get crusty around the edges if you steam it, you know. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think of enchiladas Why? and lasagna and all of those dishes as casseroles. Hmm. You can't, you have to have a binding agent. That's the part that gets me. I'm like, hmm. You've done it before, though. You can do it again. Well, I know, I know. I just want to kind of stretch the parameters here a little. Yeah. A casserole must. Who invented the casserole? Like what? What defined it? Um, there, there is a long and storied history in the introduction to my book, um, but it's it's been around forever. You know, people were were making these mixed dishes in earthenware pots in the ground mm-hmm. over fire, um, and it just kind of evolved. And you know, there's the cassoulet, uh, the cousin, the fancy cousin of the casserole. But I don't make cassoulets because I don't soak my own beans, which I also talk about in the book. And you wouldn't dare make a cassoulet with canned beans. Um, and I think Can beans sort of, be a binding agent? Maybe if you pureed them. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, they're solid, you know. Yeah. They're solid. Um, you I'm could confused. make a bean paste, though, okay. like a red bean mm-hmm. paste. Okay. That could be tasty. Little little Asian flair. Okay. Yeah. Sweet red beans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not from the Midwest, so I've never had casseroles growing up. Yes, you have. You've had lasagna <clears throat> and you've had enchiladas. I didn't like it, though. I never ate it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you like pasta? Yes, but not. I, I was like weird. I didn't like cheese when I was little. Really? Yeah. You, that I, is weird. Until I was you are weird. to eat like cheese. Wow. I'm totally not Midwest. Well, you could be inspired by uh, Lactard's surprise in my book. Okay. Um, <laughs> the binding agent is a red sauce. Oh, okay. So, that, yeah. that can be a bind. Okay. Yeah. All right. It doesn't so, bind as much. You know, if, if it were me, I would just add some so cheese to it. So basically the baking process creates a bind for any kind of liquidy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, things that, will fall apart and that's okay. Yeah. yeah but uh, you don't want noodles swimming in soup. Mm-hmm. That's soup. That's what? alphabet soup. Okay. So what's a casserole that you wish could have made it into your book that didn't? And, you know, it's your dream come true casserole now. You know, I, uh, my, my relationship with my boyfriend sort of started around a discussion about a casserole that he was making. Oh, and he wanted to make one that was sort of, um, that had a lot of meaty flavor in it. But like many men I know, he was going way overboard. Sausage and pancetta. And, oh, dear. And, and, and tomatoes. And it was too much. And... 
um, I gave him the idea. Our first phone conversation was about an hour and a half long, and it was about it was about uh, this casserole. <laughs> and I said, you know, you should you should um, make a roux with pancetta fat, and yes. then use that as the base for a bechamel, and then kind of infuse the pancetta flavor throughout the casserole, and then put little bits of pancetta in it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that that and that. If anyone's listening and competing tonight, and you haven't decided on your casserole, uh, something similar to that, I think would have a very good chance of placing in the casserole party tonight. Hmm. Um, I'm adding another category tonight, too, which is best team name. All right. Yeah. I have in the running, we have Chuck Basserole. (laughs) And unfortunately, one of the cancellations this morning was someone who got sick. Uh, Her team name was Gooey de Chanel. (laughs) So people are getting very creative with their names and their casseroles. That's amazing. Yeah. Is there a vegetarian category? Uh, There are vegetarian casseroles, Mm -hmm. um, but the... There, there, there might be an unnamed, They're against an everyone. unofficial. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I ask people to tell me whether their casseroles are meaty or vegetarian, so that I can indicate it for the people who are eating. Uh-huh. Um, but the judges will are omnivores, and yeah, they, it, it's yeah. if if you're gonna make a meat free casserole or a vegan casserole, it just has to be as good as one with cheese or meat. Hey, what is that supposed to mean? Like they're inherently inferior? No, no. no but okay. you, I've I've talked All about right. my love of I cheese. I'm just saying that it it you know. If if you if you're choosing to make something without meat, it's okay. going to have to stand on its own two vegetable feet. And okay. I did not mean to make that cheesy I know, rhyme. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> I'm thinking in my head. What, what is the hardest way possible to make a good casserole? So yeah. I don't know why I approach every cook-off like that. <laughs> but you do well. I, I mean, you've, you've won some cook-offs, right? Um, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can't you make keep it work up with them all, though. There are so yeah. many. You know, I have never yeah. been to a takedown. I've never even met Matt Timms, which is crazy because we've both been hosting uh, cook-offs in Brooklyn for years. Well, I'll have to see if he's around tonight. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. And I'll have to write about it here on this on my blog, too. That would be great. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming to ch- uh, share your awesome thoughts about uh, this whole tradition and for bringing it to other places in the world and just uh, being the awesome Emily Ferris that you are. Thank you so much, Kathy, and thank you for having me on. This was so fun. <laughs> All right, let's eat pizza now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bye. See you later. The more you love